All right, let's get this garbage truck on a roll. All right, let's do it. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And welcome to the long-awaited review of Zack Snyder's Justice League from HBO Max. Uh, I feel like a pack mule. I can't wait to get this off of my back so I can just like really stretch out and just, you know, not be driven into the ground by the Snyder news anymore. But unfortunately, uh, I think HBO Max got exactly what they wanted out of this. They've gotten so many weeks and days and news cycles of headlines and they haven't stopped since Thursday, uh, what's what's the new hashtag now? Restore the Snyderverse? Restore the Snyderverse or something like that. Or uh, he, Zack Snyder's been doing the rounds for the press stuff, talking about Justice League 2 and 3 kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, even even before we even uh, we jump into the review, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit over the next couple of weeks in our normal news episodes. Uh, I mean, with all of this hype and, and buzz around it, it is kind of crazy to think that there would be executives over at Warner Brothers not thinking about what's next, right? You know, would it exactly be a Justice League 2? You know, I don't know, especially if it's maybe an HBO Max executive that's really kind of pushing us forward. You know, are we looking at like a miniseries or like a, a like a, another special event i i don't really know but yeah after after all is said and done it does seem like this is not the end and maybe mm-hmm. this mule will get another uh bag of beans and rice slapped on its back and i'm gonna have to head back up the hill in a couple months again yeah well it all depends on who's left in the dc universe by the time this is all said <laughs> and done uh as we as we know, you know Ben Affleck has has left the role of Batman. Uh, Henry Cavill hasn't made the Superman movie since 2013, um, and uh, Ray Fisher is burning every bridge he has over there uh, as fast as he can. It sounds like so. Uh, I I mean if they do, they're gonna have to you know um, you know get um, for that mule get a carrot in front of it, Mike, uh, and yeah. him back in if you will. But yeah, this is this is kind of a a, a roundabout way to say uh, <laughs> there's been a lot in front of this movie, mm-hmm. right? This isn't like how we normally uh, review a film where we're just kind of going into it as, as fresh as we can. It's just a new experience. You know, We even if it's a sequel or like the third or fourth installment, you know, at least it, it's something new, something we haven't seen before. But like we've literally seen parts of this before. Yeah. We, we knew that we knew that we knew the gist of what the story was going to be and and all of that. So there's just uh, I, I feel like I've watched a couple other people's uh, reviews um, since Thursday. Actually, I think the review embargo was up even earlier of that in the week so uh uh, so a lot of people uh, basically every review has a preamble in front of it just people have to explain their relationship to Zack Snyder and his and his films so I I feel like we can lay that out uh real quick and uh but if you really want a historical representation we have spoiler casts of Batman vs Superman Justice League uh Batman vs Superman the extended cut the ultimate Uh, cut yeah yeah we we are no stranger to reviewing Zack Snyder's movies twice twice which is minor changes <laughs> yeah yes exactly so i mean th- th- this movie is is four hours long and that that's not even rounding mm. up chris it, it's that's actually it underselling is, <laughs> yes it's like what four hours maybe three minutes i think 
technically yeah, on the four, runtime. Four and, four and one, I believe, is what it says. Uh, four, one, and some seconds, if, if yeah. you want to get specific. But Yeah, y- usually we try to go radio silence after we watch one of these, and we kind of uh, reconvene on Sundays to really kind of do the debrief of, oh, mm-hmm. what happened. Uh, well, but we cheated a little bit. We we hopped into the group chat because I feel like how, how can how can you wait? I mean, there's just really I didn't want to forget. Like I took notes. I have three and a half pages of notes on a legal pad because how else am I going to retain four hours of a right. movie? Well, right. It, this is one of those things that's also literally been over our head since we went to Comic Con San Diego together, where there were banners flying oh, in the God. air literally above our head in 2019. <laughs> so you and, know, this is not something that we were gonna like again. Uh, this is not the a, a brand new movie, right? We knew most of this going into it. So I, I feel like we could cheat and be like, yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. Cool. And I feel like I, I have to stress uh, when we talk about this, this runtime, you know, some people will say like, well, you'll easily sit down on the couch and like bent and binge like a series. But you have to understand that, that those are intentionally written to be accepted into chunks. And even, and even if you do like stream them all together and maybe you're on the couch like for eight hours on a weekend, you know, it's just mentally less taxing, especially, uh, especially if your series does not have a lot of speed ramping in it that, uh, just really taxes your brain. So yeah, for me, I only took like one break. Uh, right around lunchtime so this was pretty much yeah. straightforward all the way through except for uh, a sandwich break uh yeah chris chris what about you i i don't think we should necessarily delineate maybe spoilers or non-spoilers like i mean this yeah. movie it's it's out there in the world you can go stream it you can go watch it i don't know why on earth you'd be listening to this review if like if you want to watch the, it the go, spoilers go check it were out. 2017 <laughs> if i was going to be completely honest uh, there may be a couple other things in here that'll surprise you but i don't think there are enough to change your opinion on what the movie is one way or the other. Now I did tell you, um, I was uh, very, very uh, lucky uh, enough this week to get my first uh, COVID vaccine through my, mm-hmm. my employer. And the uh, 24 hours later, this movie came out and as I was watching it, I started getting those side effects that people talk about. In the <laughs> oh no. You're like, Oh God, is this the Snyder cut or is, is this the vaccine? Is <laughs> it, is this me like, you know, dreading this? Is it, you know, what is it? So I sat down at 7 PM um, uh, between seven and eight p.m. to to watch it. Uh, my wife was watching it with me, but she wasn't very like she's like I don't, I'm not gonna stay for four hours. Like this is <laughs> this is for you. And I'm like that's fine. So um, I had like severe chills and like lightheadedness <laughs> for most of this movie while I was. Oh, watching that's it. perfect. That's so, exactly what you want going into four hours of this. <laughs> exactly. So I'm under a blanket, and you know, mind you, it's like sixty degrees outside. So I'm under a blanket <laughs> because I've got these chills, and I'm watching this movie, but I'm not giving up. Like I I I maybe went to the bathroom a couple times because you gotta stay hydrated when you know when you're not feeling well. So that was it. I didn't stop. I went from one point A to point B, just full force. Nothing was slowing me down from watching this movie. Like no, nothing was gonna make me deter me from getting this done day one. Like the re- <laughs> like most of the, the rest of the world was. Um, but uh, but at the end of the day, at the when the movie stopped, actually most of my symptoms were gone. So it was thankfully just you were cured. Burst. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what can't the Snyder Cut do? I right? don't know. I, I at this point, I I really don't know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I I was able to watch it at home. Um, you know through um. Uh, I believe it was through either my Xbox or I think it was the Apple TV because this is, has like I think this is, has Atmos in it. Um, but uh, I did not turn on my sinking lights. And why did I not turn on my sinking lights, Mike? Because two sides of my TV are just black uh, because of the ratio this movie's in. And we've talked about <laughs> oh, this before. Oh yeah, that's right. I didn't even think about how like your your like glowing lights around your TV do just kind of look at those edge averages, yep. and it would just be black around there. So literally, the top would be the only thing 
glowing and i'm like i can't i can't do that so um i didn't get a full experience like i would like you know watching uh something else the other thing that came out this week falcon Winter soldier where i was able to do everything all at the same time but you know at the same time i still able to turn off the distractions not be on my opponent and watch this in one full go um so that was a uh, knock on wood fun uh i will say there the, the first time i went to the bathroom was an, one hour and eight minutes into this movie and you know how i know this because my wife said, oh, my God, there's two hours and 52 minutes left for this. And I was well, like, Chris, yes. <laughs> yes. One hour is. and eight minutes. If I look through my notes, I, I believe that was uh, 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 coincidentally around the most bizarre moment of the movie that featured a lot of uh, floating hot dogs. And I think yeah. we might get to that at some point oh, yeah, <laughs> in we'll, our we'll review. Talk about that. But, yeah, that was about an hour in. Yeah. So <laughs> You uh, saw that and, like, I've had enough. I got to go take a Yeah, piece. oh, my. I'm so hungry right now. Why am I hungry? <laughs> Um, but you know, there, there is a lot of differences, you know, between the, the original two hour movie and this four hour version. And we have linked, um, uh, crazily enough, Buzzfeed in our show notes to show 43 big Snyder cut differences, which we'll talk. I mean, the differences aren't really why we're here to talk we're really to talk about, you know, review the movie. But if you're looking for those granular details that say, Hey, this was the original versus this. Th- that link will give you some of those details if you just kind of want to dive through it. But if you watch, I mean, because I have not, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest, I've not watched Justice League 2017 uh, since it came out in theaters, Mike. Uh, yeah, it's been a same. minute. Yeah, yeah. We we should probably uh, preface that uh, off the top of the review here. We kind of went into went into this fresh, going, okay, we're here to review a movie, right? You know, uh, as hard as it would be to kind of keep track of everything, you know, we could have possibly watch the 2017 cut like the day before tried to write down a summary of an outline what happened do our best to retain it and then pause while we're watching a four-hour cut to go like okay no that changed that changed you know there's other people out there that specialize in that type of thing and i'm actually really looking forward to all of these kind of like video essays and think pieces that people are going to be making over the next couple of months that really dive into the granular differences and uh i'm personally looking for unbiased people right because Mm -hmm. i mean uh the snyder fan and, um, I mean, it's the closest thing that feels like the console wars back when we were kids, right? When like kids were killing each other on the playground, defending like their PlayStation uh, and the Xbox, for, and for no reason you know, it, at all. I mean, like, yeah, not it, for good reasons, <laughs> just because that's what they they had at home. Kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like there's a lot of blood out there on the ground when it when it comes to talking to this movie. So uh, I think we'll we'll do our best, even though I I think it's safe to say, uh, you know, you know, let's just let's just go yeah. ahead and and jump in. And I'll be the first to say that, you know, I haven't been a big fan of Snyder stuff here in the DC universe. I mean, Man of Steel was okay. It was uh, it was kind of comparable Mm -hmm. to like any other origin uh, kind of modern superhero movie that we had seen around the time that it came out. It seemed like there was definitely room for improvement. And then Batman versus Superman came out and I Mm -hmm. there was no redeeming that movie in my mind. I, I, I hated it. Uh, <laughs> there were some cool parts in it. You know, I enjoyed some of the Batman fight scenes. Uh, some of the look is cool. Like, I know some people can be just just fans of Snyder's visuals on its own. I would say once you stretch that visual style and aesthetic to four hours, it'll burn your eyeballs out. And I just could not handle any more of it about halfway through it. Um, 
So uh, we watched the extended version of Batman and Superman, and yes. we both agreed that uh, giving Zack Snyder a little bit more time helped the story overall, but I don't think it really moved the needle for either of us yeah. on the Batman <laughs> extended cut. We still weren't fans of it, and surprise, surprise, the super extended uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, as it's literally called, not just the Snyder cut, pretty much the same experience uh if you give him uh more time he can develop a, a more coherent story but it it just didn't move the needle for me i i know like we've just mentioned these uh these these uh, granular and major differences that you'll see in this film uh some i i would say are pretty substantial especially uh the flash at the at the uh end of the movie into the third act is that's a pretty big change yeah. from what happened in the 2017 version so i'm not going to say that there's not big story moments that have moved around but overall this was pretty much the same movie for me right you know all of the actors are pretty much giving the same performance you know they they'll speak literally different words depending on what version you're watching but you're pretty much getting this the same versions of the characters but in the Snyder Cut you're just getting a little bit more of them Uh, sometimes I don't think more was better I've seen a lot of people uh, uh, preaching uh, over this ATM scene with Cyborg that was included in the Snyder Cut, and I wasn't overall all that impressed about it because I think Cyborg's kind of mind palace is kind of weird to begin with, and I don't know why he just randomly picked this woman to help her with her problems and give her this bank prize. It, it just kind of seemed like this unmotivated way to show that Cyborg's a good guy, but it's just like we already know he's a good guy because earlier you showed him changing the grades of one of his school mates because his uh, mom died so it's just like i already kind of got that so um and you see a lot of that in this cut of the of the version right like if we actually got to see Zack snyder's theatrical cut maybe i'd be a little bit more uh, uh enthusiastic here on the on the on the spoiler cast mm-hmm. but it's like there's a for example there's a scene where wonder woman has to light a torch and we get to see her just uh go up to the workbench she picks out what's what uh, fabric she wants to use she wraps it around the torch she gets the lighter fluid and then she, and then she lights it and then it's just like i know it just seems like trivial but it's just like you don't need all of that like fat and fluff in the movie, right? There's just, there's a whole lot of that where some people might say like, oh, but you're adding character and atmosphere to it. But it's just like, this is four hours long. Like I I even struggle to say, are we even reviewing a movie at this point in time, Mm -hmm. right? And like, what even is this? We're just, it's almost like we've been given a debrief of a crime, right? You know, I'm sure there's a lot of Snyder fans out there that would consider the the justice cut, which is something that's going around now from 20, 2017 would be a crime right if you're trying to figure out what happened uh if, if you're a lawyer or you're a detective you get all the files you get all the boxes you're sifting through all of it it doesn't matter how much of it is necessary or how much is not you need it all so you can make it a, a definitive um definitive choice and chris i'll give you credit because i was i was flabbergasted why this needed to be four by three. I just thought it was insane, but it seemed very in tune with the kind of crazy decisions that Zack Snyder made. But you brought up a good point. I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, but you were just like, if you don't give the fans 100% what Snyder wanted to do, there's always going to be a doubt in the background, right? So it's just like, just give everybody exactly what Snyder wanted, and then there won't be any more of these questions lingering out there, right? There won't be any more evidence boxes that we didn't get to look through, right? Mm -hmm. So we got to see it all laid out in front of us, and a lot of it wasn't necessary, 
some 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 of the parts the file folders that we didn't get to see in 2017 are kind of interesting but overall uh me being the jury if i'm really uh being um i'm really glomming onto this uh this court analogy here uh I'm still voting voting guilty. This isn't a movie yeah. that I particularly liked. Uh, I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again. There's there's no way that I ever casually sit down and watch this for four hours. You know, I you know if I'm going to spend like an entire uh, weekend dedicating myself to uh, like a franchise, I'll probably just watch the Lord of the Rings extended cut because everyone agrees that those are amazing, and you're not going to find as, <laughs> as much drama talking about those. But uh, surprise, surprise, if you're a fans of the superhero slate and, and you listen to us uh, talk about Snyder's previous work, I don't think this is a big surprise over here uh i know a lot of people really really went head over heels for this uh i'm curious how much their opinions will change like kind of when the rose colored glasses you know get removed we talk about that a lot on the podcast but uh you know objectively this was technically better so if you were already a fan of 2017's justice league and just wanted some of the joss whedon stuff removed you're you're just it's you're improving so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Chris, I want to hear what you think, yeah. and then we'll just start talking about all this crazy stuff that I took all notes on. Stuff. <laughs> so uh, I think if, when you say it doesn't move the needle, I guess that depends on how many notches are on this needle. Uh, this, <laughs> yes, this I suppose. Um, uh, out, of fi- out of five, probably not. Um, but out of maybe 10 to 20, it, yeah, a couple. You know, Not enough to round up, if I would say. Because there are... Um, if I remember from the previous one, which I don't very well, to be completely honest, there are it feels more as Joss Whedon, right? It's more campy, more comic booky, more uh, there's more laughs to be had at the expense of the film, and those have been removed for this moodier, darker take, right? There is this is R rated, and you know we get we get scenes with blood, and we get you know the fuck word a couple times, if you will, uh, throughout this. Um, so it, does that make it better? Not really, but there are you know some richer, like deeper moments to some of these characters uh, that we didn't get the first time. But the the problem is, and and Zack Snyder has the benefit of hindsight. He was able to. I mean, this is not the version that was on his computer when he left, right? I, I guarantee you, this is not the version that was on his computer. Mm-hmm. He's had time to listen to fans and critics and film some extra scenes, even right, uh, for some money to get this done and, and do more effects. And what can you do in effects? Um, you know, change Superman's and suit color, the entire suit color for you know the back hour of the film. So you know, is that really is this Zack Snyder's actual version he would have released three years ago? And you know, would it have some of the the better moments? I, I, it's hard to say. I will say, you know, to to this movie's effect, uh, three year, or three and a half years ago, we had to be introduced to essentially half of the so-called justice league in one movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Superman being dead for most of it, technically three fifths of the team. And that first one, it didn't really do anything other than, you know, kind of, it felt like Iron Man, right. Where, where Nick Fury, Batman is Nick Fury going around saying, Hey, I've got a file on you. Do you want to join my team? Kind of thing. And it was very you know quick and rushed. And this one, it gives a little bit more, but you know, we've had, uh, another Wonder Woman movie since then, right? or maybe has both of them have come out since Justice League, right? Maybe, maybe I'm mm-hmm. wrong. Um, we've got uh, an Aquaman movie in hindsight that we've got. We we know more about him now. Now, does that help this movie because now we know those characters better? 
I don't know. Uh, that didn't really help him when this movie came out originally. I will say, you know, there are scenes like The Flash. Like, there are scenes in here that are long for no goddamn reason, and I agree mm-hmm. with you. Um, I'm going to say The Flash's scene they, they put back in where he rescues an Iris West is irrelevant to the whole movie. Um, yes. He, he is uh, – it's, it's just – it's a slow-motion scene to show all these cool effects and the powers of The Flash, right? But I think X-Men did it better with uh, their version of uh, Quicksilver. Because it was actually relevant to what's going on, not just a showcase piece for his powers. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, you know, Cyborg actually, I think, you know, for of all the rumors and all the speculation, he is a better character in this movie, all in all. And Ray Fisher does really good acting in that, and um, we, we get to see some of those benefits. Uh, I will also, you know, say I don't think Darkseid was originally planned for this movie. Um at least to the effect that he is in this one. Uh, and the other character was his name, Dasad, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, those felt really, you know, better about it, but it still felt like Thanos light. Like, I think even at the end of the movie, he's like, we'll do it the old way, which is essentially Thanos is fine. I'll do it myself line, but mm-hmm. in, a, in a different manner. I don't, I don't know. Uh, and then uh, it's just, there's, it needs better editing as well. I believe if I could, you know, from a filmmaking standpoint, um, I think he's got nice beats um, that that he's planned out in his head and written down, but they don't flow together. It's not as cohesive as I think he thinks it is. Um, probably because he's got a lot of this in his head as well. Um, and the fans have now filled in some gaps along the way to, to make it better. But like you know, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and say in the epilogue, there's a night another nightmare sequence, a sequel or prequel nightmare sequence from the first Batman <laughs> v Superman nightmare sequence. Why is this in there, Mike? I don't know. It's because he had a cool idea and didn't know what to do with it. So he just slapped it on as a dream sequence. Yeah, it's starting to feel like that there's this – I can't even keep track of it anymore, right? Because uh, this is one thing that I don't remember if it was in the 2017 version or not, where I think Batman, or I guess Bruce Wayne because he doesn't have the cowl on, is – I think he's chatting with Wonder Woman or is he chatting with – um, with somebody else, I don't know, but he's but he says, "Oh, yeah, Barry showed up uh it, it, right here when yeah. I was sitting in this chair, and he told me uh to to watch out for Lois or something like that." And I was like, "Oh, is this like kind of like this weird overarching story that Snyder's trying to introduce into this like franchise of like where things are still going to go bad no matter what they do?" And then of course you got Barry on the team, so yeah. you can throw in time travel to to to, to retcon what? it if you need to. Yeah, it, exactly. I don't know where the, the those are nice, cool things that are comic booky, but have no real relevant to the story, right? Like you just take it out, and I wouldn't notice at the end of the day. Um, but you know, honestly, uh, it's again there was no surprise in this movie, right? I mean, we already know the beats and the bullet points and how it was going to start and how it was going to end. And um, I, I, to me, I, it's like I said, it may move the needle a couple. Of, you know, if you look at it as a whole, it is better, but that's because of the length. And I think my theory is, Mike, before I wrap up how I kind of feel here, you know, I agree with you. We're in the same, like, mediocrity isn't, you know, something you want to walk away with being called or, or being known for. But, you know, was this movie technically the original Justice League 1 and 2 that Warner Brothers had planned? Because if you split this in half... Uh, at the halfway point is where Superman shows up and like they're like we need to get Superman right. Is this movie was this really Zack Snyder's one and two and they were letting him film one and two, and they just squished it together into one movie kind of thing. Um, it, it, it's just it's just a thought because 
does this not feel like two separate movies uh, the first half and the back half um, yeah i mean it's definitely possible Chris. so uh <laughs> but the first half is also the first two the first two chapters are bogged down with so much exposition i don't even know where to start so um yeah it, I, objectively it is a uh, like we talked about with the, like said with justice league the first time it's a mediocre movie um and making it longer does give us more but at the same time it doesn't elevate it to a whole new tier of film or anything you know in in the world as a whole but compared to what was before it yeah it's better but not compared to the out the outside of the snyderverse bubble if you will or Zack snyder bubble um so that's that's where i sit if you will. yeah <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like maybe a good place to start here is to talk about maybe some of the new characters, because you huh. already briefly uh, touched on Darkseid. So yes. I think a lot of people were expecting, oh, Darkseid's going to be in this this movie. I'm actually slightly impressed about how um, Darkseid was able to be weaved into the movie. Of course, we'll never know exactly what his original role in this original cut was supposed to be. You know, do we do we think Joss is the one responsible for totally wiping him out of the movie and just literally, like, copying and pasting um, uh, Steppenwolf over the top of him? Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? Because uh, the big cha- one big change that happened is the flashback scene to when they originally invaded Earth. Yeah. Is it thousands of years ago? Um, like, is it like, is it like prehistoric? Like, I know it's not yeah. prehistoric, but like, there still seems to be huge because they talk about human tribes. Right. So is this kind of like a medieval era I, when this? I would say even, I go, happens? I go farther back. I honestly, I mean, the way the humans looked in there. Um, they didn't look very like this looked like, you know, maybe pre biblical times, even like kind of thing. Like that's how old it was because they were very rugged, like kind of actually gave me a, um, a Lord of the Rings vibe uh, with mm-hmm. them. Like they had all, like what bone crowns above their heads and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of seemed like Viking esque yeah. uh, era. So, you know, still humanity as exists. This would have been, you know, written in a history book somewhere. Uh, but instead of a Steppenwolf showing up to earth, it, it, it's dark side and he mm. shows up. And so we really get to see from what I remember, kind of the same scene, but I believe it's a little, uh, it's a little stretched out. Uh, we get to see Hercules do a lot more uh, lightning. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't remember as much lightning in the original. The Herc- cut, so that Herc- was kind of cool. Hercules was only like a flash in the first one. I, I remember uh-huh. that actor being like, I don't even know if I'm going to be in the, the, the Joss Whedon cut because they, they, I think they cut out like the, um, the powered people, even like a actual green lantern. I was, mm-hmm. I, which I'm sure you're going to mention here has a face and is actively fighting, uh, dark side of this one yeah and i don't know if just because uh uh that that far back in time there's not a lot of fun props for him to make but he was just kind of shooting green stuff right we didn't mm-hmm. really get to see him like i don't know like make a uh, like a tree or a yeah. space car or something out of his lantern and like swing it at people it was just kind of green energy blasts mm-hmm. uh so I, I feel like that's where we get to see uh the most of dark side right in like kind of one continuous uh one continuous shot so um that was kind of interesting. I was hoping uh, we would get maybe uh, his uh, 90 degree turning laser beams uh, a little bit more prominent, but we just kind of get to see him do that underwater, which I thought was kind of a bummer. Cause I was like, Oh, that's kind of one of the cooler things about dark side is he has these like physics defying laser beam eyes that don't really make a lot of sense, but they look so cool, especially yeah. drawn on a comic and, book. I mean, what a great way to make compositions just with like these lines that go all around the page. And, and it's really, uh, it's one of his like, fun moves in the injustice video games like the fighting games mm-hmm. like he has those abilities like or maybe it's injustice or, or mortal Kombat versus dc whichever one he's in but he has those and you're like oh that's awesome to use as a move kind of thing and you're like mm. he did it once 
in this. Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then we can kind of dovetail from dark side onto uh, the new, uh, it seems to be a new addition was Desaad. I yes. feel like I don't recall Desaad in the previous version. You are correct. Uh, Desaad. And then the other one who didn't say anything was granny goodness on the other side, which is yes. from the, uh, was and, it the um, new gods kind of thing? Yeah. And I'll give props. I do like the effect that they added to this of yeah. kind of the, I, I called him melty Desaad, uh-huh. where he's kind of speaking through, is that supposed to be like a, a like a shard wall from like the reactor at Chernobyl? What is no. that like the elephant's foot? Is I, that what they call it? Well, I think that shard was um, something that he brought with him. It looks like it's, it's, it's whatever element it is, maybe from the, uh, New God's uh, planet. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was just like a, a core of radiation or he wanted to stick the boxes in or I think he used the radi- exactly I think they used the radiation he said to hide their presence on Earth. Um gotcha. because that, but, that's why they couldn't find like Batman couldn't find him with his satellites being the smartest man that he is, apparently. Yeah, but I but I did like the effect and mm-hmm. I think if you if you go all the way back to the to the Man of Steel review, uh I also kind of enjoyed kind of the alien kind of display technology of like those little kind of like pins that jumped up and down. Mm-hmm. So there is some cool visual language in this and they did a really cool job showing Desaad through that melty kind of obelisk that I thought yeah. was pretty cool. Um and uh, and then to I guess to round off the villains, you have uh, Steppenwolf that yeah. looks like um, what does he look like? Right? Does he look like a like he kind of looks like a wind chime? Like somebody threw a bunch of wind chimes together. <laughs> well, that I mean, you always talked about you know cyborg looking like a graphics card. I think this looks mm-hmm. like the competing graphics card armor <laughs> where everything like I, I I was trying I was always distracted when he was on there because everything was always moving right something mm-hmm. on his armor was always like twitching and I'm like is that is this supposed to happen like. Uh, and then I, every time someone touched him, I'm like, they're gonna get cut. Like those are blades. Like, wh- why are we not seeing this? Because he's a kind of, he's a sharp looking dude. <laughs> yeah, it kind of paid off. The the suit of armor paid off at two moments in the film for me. One when he gets shot by a bunch of arrows from the Amazons, and he kind of just like uh, I guess Huffed raises the, yeah. the the hair on his body and kind of breaks off all the things. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then when he finally gets to to uh, FaceTime with uh, Darkseid uh, later in the movie, he kind of takes down his hair, if you will, and you kind of yeah. get to see his uh, his fleshy bones which, and face, which is actually like shows that his head is that shape rather than just the helmet, which I think was the original. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, we get to see all of those horns either cut or broken off of his body. Yeah. So it does help to know that they are connected to his head because yeah. it makes it uh, more brutal. And they're very brittle, apparently. I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> they're, they're very brittle. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the I don't remember until you know I'm looking at this BuzzFeed article you have it up here for reference. The theatrical version of the, of Steppenwolf, I didn't care about. I don't I don't remember him at all. And uh, his humanoid look is fine, whatever. But I mean, I think this one, you know, he whatever he looks like he's got like no nose kind of thing uh going on but i think he he was more memorable as this this version versus the original um yeah like you know they added more humanity to steppenwolf in this version of the film because we understand that he's kind of going for this uh redemption Mm -hmm. yeah he's he's got a purpose to actually be there for once yeah, but at the but at the same time, the quest and goal is just the same kind of rote story that you see all the time in superhero movies, right? It's just like, oh, he wants to it, destroy now, the Earth. It, well, <laughs> but also, here here's my thing: because it was originally Darkseid who was trying to merge the mother boxes and do the anti-life equation, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about more mm-hmm. on this planet. When Steppenwolf finds the boxes, wouldn't that mean that the equation is there anyway wouldn't they have already put two and two together rather than i mean now you have two MacGuffins in the film rather than just one 
Yeah, exactly. Let's just talk about it since we're here already, because this, because because this is probably one of my the 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 biggest parts about the film that still drive me absolutely crazy. Uh, these mother boxes are insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make they make no sense. They do exactly what the plot needs them to do uh, at any point in time. Yet they're so all powerful and all knowing that still, even in this cut, the humans only bury it three feet underground, and yeah. it's just like really you left that in there. It just it just shows that how dumb. The humans were to begin with like wow they they really rallied to fight off this alien invasion and your ideal is just still to bury it a couple feet under the ground and to put to that point one of the notes i wrote down was uh and then because this must carry on through humanity because cyborg only buried it in a duffel bag two feet underground um <laughs> later on in, in a cemetery but he had to open the goddamn duffel bag and show us it was a mother box in like we know you put that in there like <laughs> you opened the duffel bag to show us it's a mother box and buried it with it wide open i'm like this doesn't make any sense. I, I literally yeah. said that. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Why is this yeah. even in here? And and the mother boxes seem to just awaken on their own uh, and draw Steppenwolf directly to them. Like, he does not need to find, mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware, he does not need to find where it where the, where the Amazonian one is. It calls to him, and he just boom tubes over there. And they say, they say in the story, now this was kind of interesting, I do like the idea of that the the mother boxes didn't start to call out until Superman died. Like they felt this Hmm. super strong Kryptonian presence and they wouldn't call out until he was out of the equation and it was safe for these aliens to return and invade. But once you start to think about it just a little bit, that doesn't make any sense. Like Superman is, has been on earth for what? Like maybe 30 30 years. Mm -hmm. So what about the thousands of years uh, before Superman landed, it's why did those? Convenient, Mike. It's yeah. Convenient. Why did those mother boxes like never call out? I don't get it. And if like, and if Superman is uh, out of the equation, you know, now uh, why don't these other mother boxes call out? Why did the? Why do they have to take hostages and interrogate it, to find out where they are? Well, it's one, just... <laughs> one was also awoken earlier to make cyborg, right? So mm-hmm. like, would that also have? Like, well, hey, they did. They cover their base. They said when when Cyborg was kind of created slash brought back to life, whatever exactly happened there, Superman was technically still alive. Right. So uh, that was covering their bases there. And then, uh, oh, since the mother boxes can you know either save Cyborg, bring him back to life, transform him. I don't know exactly. What can, they can these things do, Mike? Yeah, the... they they bring. I totally forgot that the mother boxes were the linchpin to bringing Superman back to life. Mm-hmm. I you know it, like we said, it's been a while since we watched the, the original cut of the. Just what a what a crazy what a crazy contrived way to bring Superman back to life. It was so so weird. It's just like okay, I okay, you put him on a spaceship. We're gonna throw the mother box in there, but it needs to hit the water right at the same time when the Flash throws electricity at it mm-hmm. because the mother boxes need to be powered. But I thought they were like these like super powerful all knowing things, but that you still got to plug them into the wall to get them working. It was just like. Uh, I and it and it's not just I won't just rag on Zack Snyder. I had a very similar problem to how um to how Vision was created in Age of Ultron. It's just this crazy contrived, just happenstance, uh, uh, just coalescent of events that create uh, just an amazing thing and it's just like why are you working so hard to make this one thing happen you just creatively find a better way to do it and I know people are shouting like well why don't you recommend something it's just like well I'm not a screenwriter that's getting paid you know like hundreds of thousands of dollars to figure this out the way that this would have this would have worked and and the way Age of Ultron works is each box would have had maybe if they like each box has a different purpose 
mm-hmm. because the box that brought Superman back to life is the one that, that actually gave Cyborg his body. So maybe blue is like, you know, the box of life. And then uh. the, the yellow one is like, you know, the box of, uh, you know, uh, I guess defense or weaponry. And then the red one's, you know, the other one, I guess. Because yeah. each box, they each have a color. But what does that mean? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, they're exactly. This, they, they, they're going to merge and, and all their colors are going to form the color white later is, yeah. is all it means. And apparently when Steppenwolf gets two of them, this scene was really confusing. And I don't know if anybody has the answers or if it was all subtext and I just was just too tired to see it. When he gets two mother boxes kind of plugged into this uh, slate, this monolith, if you will, he uh, Steppenwolf is like has a vision like the mother boxes prevent present him a vision of the anti-life equation right is mm-hmm. is that what's happening there because that's when he has the epiphany of like the equations on this planet but is the equation literally the lines that are drawn on the ground that dark side smashed there thousands of years ago it, I, I was no, very no, confused on what exactly I, was happening as a non-dc reader i cannot give you an answer but i'm sure that's in the comic book somewhere and I, mm-hmm. I think it only alerted him the, the reason i got this is because they, the boxes have that history of why they were there to begin with because they were brought there, right? Like they had the other Dasad looking dudes, yeah. wizards yeah. trying to make them happen. I think they shared that memory with them, but like other I don't know what the equation is, what it does, why is it an equation? Yeah. And and like and speaking of these boxes being so all powerful, doing literally whatever the story needs them to do, have just been on Earth all this time and Darkseid knew it, right? Like these were his his go-to yeah. tools for conquering planets and he gets his ass whooped for the first time ever and I think only since then they they claim that Earth and all of its heroes united are the only force to ever stop Darkseid from taking over a planet. Like wow. How could you ever possibly forget that moment of like almost getting your head cut off with an axe? And since it's a rated R cut, we get to see all the blood come out of oh, your yeah. body from the attack. And the first thing I thought of, oh, you should have gone for the head. Maybe you could have taken him out permanently. Uh-huh. He gets literally dragged onto his ship, like never feeling defeat quite like this. And he never thinks to just come back or he never sends like more emissaries to the earth to try to get it. And it's just like, why would you just leave these super powerful things just on earth? And the story kind of makes you think that they almost forgot about it. Right. It's just like, oh, so I'm Steppenwolf and I didn't know that the boxes were here until they called out to me. And it's just like, really? This isn't something your boss talks about all the time, like literally almost dying or at least his maybe assistant like, oh, you know, you know, he's not all that powerful. He almost got his head cut off. It's just like, how can you not look at like these these moments and go like this was not thought through? Well, exactly. Like that makes that's the editing, Mike, because they he I think, you know, either they pasted dark side over the Steppenwolf scene originally or vice versa. But, you know, he, he almost died. He his ships are the same ships he had when he came thousands of years ago, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not that he didn't have the technology and was just randomly picking planets. He knows, and everyone who escaped, he wasn't the only one to escape, right? He was dragged on by his team. Mm-hmm. Those people should know as well. Hey, this is where it is. And now thousands of years later, we have an army, you know, this planet, they still not taken off into space yet. We should probably go get them. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, they didn't get a Superman to like what? 30 years ago. I mean, geez, I agree. Like, like that was like a huge. Like, you, 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 it's not a secret. Like, you literally had a huge battle and almost died. You should, 
you should remember. Yeah. It. And and I think the the anti-life equation really kind of points to this idea of maybe this was going to originally be two movies because mm-hmm. why on earth would you put these two MacGuffins that are yeah. pretty much the same thing, right? Like I know uh, the anti-life equation has a lot more lore attached to it into the comic books and there's a lot more story that you can derive from it, but the way this movie presents it it sounds like the anti-life equation the mother boxes do the literally the exact same thing right you know it seems like maybe the anti-life equation can do things at a broader scale you know kind of like when thanos gets all the gems at once but it's just like it seems so tacked on steppenwolf just kind of starts the zoom call and he's just like oh i found an anti-life equation and it almost sounds like a a made-up term just because you know it's something that was kind of made so long ago in the comic books it's such a nerdy kind of term to begin with it just all sounded so cheesy it's just like hey guess what boss uh it's it's so uh, and that's the literally the same problem i had in the 2017 cut like these these mother boxes i mean you can go on and on about how just movies in general will have these macguffins but like wow what a bad way to handle this specific type of macguffin and and, and, exactly a macguffin that can do anything and everything that you need it to in the moment and is you have three of them but they're indistinguishable from each other is is just a problem yeah. and the, the rules the then the rules aren't clear because yes we we hinted earlier in the movie that the flash kind of needs to shoot electricity at it to do things but like why does cyborg have to go inside of the three cubes and wrap up his his emotional story arc to break the cubes apart right you know mm-hmm. didn't they just shoot lightning at it to break i'm trying to remember how the cubes were broken up in that flashback scene, I thought it was just like Hercules throwed some lightning at it, and maybe somebody shot an they, arrow, they, and they somebody did, punched it. They didn't and they came synchronize across. it. I don't. I don't know if maybe they killed the wizards who were doing it or whatever. Yeah, it just seemed know. like it, yeah. it just seemed like so cheesy. Like, oh, how should uh, how should our uh, how should our character break up these boxes at the very end? Mm. How about he has he has an uh, he has an emotional realization, and that's what does it. He has to like merge with the boxes. And I I shared I shared the video clip clip with the group chat i i this has to be brand new visual effects right when cyborg is watching his like family like morph into these weird ghosts what a bizarre looking effect that that i mean i i understand visual effects artists work really really hard and often are constrained to a timeline but they were asked to do that and it felt like a half a day because that just looked like uh that Mm. just looked like something your dog would leave in the backyard there's like no excuse for that weird effect that's something you would see like maybe like on the x files when they used all of their production budget, like on the season finale to do some special effects. <laughs> well, exactly. And it, my guess is they had that scene filmed with those three actors together and then they couldn't get them back. So they're like, how do we, how do we do this? Oh, just CGI them into these creatures yeah. or whatever. And what a, what a critical moment in, in your film to yeah. go with the weirdest visual effect mm-hmm. in the entire film. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> speaking of visual effects, I am very, very R rated fucking happy that we didn't have to see Superman's, weird ass fucking upper lip and chin <laughs> from the first one right like not yes, once was i was taken out of the movie because of hit that the bad cgi for mm. for the mustache the mustache cut like that's that's what we needed here yeah the the blood hits are interesting too right because with this rated r cut uh you get to put blood wherever you want and you get mm. the thing you get to have things look way more graphic like there was a moment where an atlantean is thrown up against a rock and there's yeah. just like this blood smear and, left on the rock and i was like oh man but then also later in the movie he throws like the janitor up against a wall and the janitor's like still like kind of yeah. alive, and I'm just like, okay, well that guy would definitely be a hundred percent dead because an Atlantean 
threw blood on a rock and this is just a human he should just he shouldn't even be moving afterwards he should be smashed to pieces so you do run into a little bit of a problem well i I thought some of the cool stuff you know in the uh, i hate the air bubbles uh by the way that they took out of uh, in aquaman like the Uh talk which was (laughs) was was great but like you know when they he was fighting the in in the atlantis you know area that he was literally cutting them in half and it was showing the blood like you know i was like i kept like oh where's the sharks at are the sharks gonna show up in a moment because there's blood i don't know but um you know uh, aquaman really didn't use his powers a whole lot in this movie i just want to i just want to put that for aquaman to control the sea and sea creatures right uh he just uses trident to make some waves every once in a while yeah and i realize this might be a criticism that probably could have been levied on the 2017 movie because as as we said a million times i don't remember what happened where but when aquaman shows up at the end of the fight under the um the striker uh the striker tunnels oh yeah you're winning the water uh, he, and he and he and he uh, stops the water from splashing on them. What a weird kind of anticlimactic move, right? Because it's just like these are all like superheroes, right? I'm not worried about Wonder Woman getting hit by a wave in a tunnel, right? I think she could easily swim out of it. I, I know the Flash twisted his ankle, but he's fine. And even like the 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 robot walker started walking up the wall, and it didn't even make it to the top. Like that scene just stopped when it went up, like mm-hmm. maybe like thirty or forty feet, and then the water just stopped. I was like, what a weird. Weird, what a weird story point to add in your movie. Like Aquaman shows up and stops the water for a couple seconds, but you don't really get away that much. Well, and then he the next time we see them, they're just they just happen to be on the surface. It's just a just a yeah, weird way to end the scene. Exactly. And you know, honestly, again, we're not the writers, but it would have been better to have Aquaman there before because uh, mm-hmm. what is what's his name? Uh, a Steppenwolf blew the hole up, and then he goes out the hole, but Aquaman comes in the hole at the same time. I'm like, yeah. wouldn't you? Wouldn't it be better if Aquaman made the hole and it like shot it like all yeah. splashed on and, Steppenwolf? And Steppenwolf and got, got scared. Got everyone was there and went yeah. away. Like, yeah, it's it was definitely a weird thing. But I will tell you one thing I'm happy about. I didn't like the Russian family in the Joss Whedon cut, and they totally oh, removed yep, it from yep, this yep. one. I, I kept mm-hmm. waiting for it. I'm like, when's that Russian family going to show up here? Uh, yeah, and they didn't, which, you know, I think, you know, is, you know, uh, when we talk about things being added, it's not the two-hour one plus this. It's actually more like what maybe an hour, hour and a half of the original one plus all this stuff. Um, and, and just, just to be completely honest, because I, I kept waiting for the Russian family and then that stupid scene at the end where the Flash and Superman race each other, um, they, they didn't put that in there either. Um, I want to talk about this because uh, you know, a friend of the show, Quentin Parker, we were we were all have a group chat about this movie because we all watched it Thursday. The damn Batman ship, the flying f- ship that he took in. <laughs> Why is so much emotional weight <laughs> put on this? Like basically, bus. I I don't understand it. Like. The first time it's introduced, uh, Bruce is just like, not even my brightest engineers at my multi-billion dollar corporation could get this thing to fly. I'm like, oh man, this thing must be pretty freaking crazy, right? And then Cyborg, a living machine that jacked into his other bat crawler, got it moving instantaneously. He's like, it's like it's a software issue. I'm like, yeah, he shows up and he's just like, yeah, I can probably fix this thing. And then I believe there's another moment where somebody talks about, oh, they're having problems getting it up and running. Superman or no Batman and still fi- trying to fix it later with Alfred like for some reason yeah exactly and then you think it's leading up to this this huge moment it's just like no it's just a bus it's just an Airbus that gets people around it's just like it's just crazy especially when you have just other modern superhero movies to kind of compare this to like in like uh, like I'm not trying to compare it to the Marvel Universe just like oh yeah. you know Xbox versus uh, PlayStation that's not yeah. what I'm trying to say but like they 
they easily put transport ships in those movies and nobody blinked an eye or tried to question why it existed right like why do we need to justify the existence of this transport ship when he's got like a crawling like bat train that can walk up the wall like you don't need to explain to me that this thing it's almost it just seems to be a weird way to kind of slow them down right like oh we we gotta put another hurdle for them getting onto the uh, on the other side of the planet even though like you know you can fly everyone can get like and i told you this everyone can get to the other side of the planet in a couple seconds except for batman so he is literally the slowest person slowing them down on the way to this, this well, he's this a billion he could get on a supersonic he, jet he, like he could just get on a normal jet and fly he's there. probably got a bat plane <laughs> yeah and, and honestly i'm like i agree with you i think is this gonna actually is this ship meant to like go to space kind of thing like will this be like the, the not the fortress of solitude was that the watchtower kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's supposed to go up in space and then they attack from space kind of thing but no it was literally just a, a bigger quinjet it it shot some missiles at this um, big dome that was kind of like uh, reminded me of, like Stranger Things. If I was going to be completely oh, honest, what a path- I have to say, what a pathetic dome for a dome that was created by one of these all powerful mother boxes. All it takes is Batman showing up with a couple like just normal human made missiles, and he was able to get in and destroy that kind of tower. Yeah, like it's just one of these moments where it's just like the screenwriter realizes, oh, I have a team. Everybody needs to do something. So what are we going to do here? Like, oh, I guess Batman can take the dome down, and, I, I well, guess. The people who were in, they could have, literally every one of these people could have jumped out of the, the ship when he broke through the dome mm. rather than wait for the dome to come down. They literally all could have just jumped out of the ship, right? Like, and been <laughs> fine. Am, 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 I, am I wrong in thinking that? After everything they did, like this this plan, they took a lot of time to make this plan to attack, but it didn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, now this, I mean, I'm sure we're already stepping on a lot of toes for yeah. people that really, really like this movie, but I kind of miss the red vines that moved throughout the city. Right. Uh, because when they're making the charge, this assault on kind of like this main base, you know, they're it, in this version of the movie, it just looks like they're driving through like an abandoned town and uh-huh. every once in a while, like a parademon shoots at them or picks them up or something, you know, in the, in the previous version, you have like these radioactive, like vines, and stuff that are moving moving uh, uh, through the town. So at least there's a little bit more visual interest that they're kind of storming a castle that's unearthly, right? Mm-hmm. So I actually uh, liked that addition in the previous version, and I was kind of sad yeah. that they were gone. Yeah, and there, there are still a lot of the uh, a lot of the same beats throughout the action, you know, my man, you know, kind of thing in the <laughs> air. Uh, Aquaman going through the air. I, I do think it is, it is time to talk about Superman. Uh, in this mm-hmm. because we're not talking oh, about yes. it. And this is the part where you should I actually enjoyed this version of, of, of Superman showing up uh, than the other one, um, if I could be honest, because you know he took his sweet-ass time to go pick the right outfit to fly to <laughs> Russia. Uh, he Why can... does he pick the black outfit? I sorry, I don't want to no, mean no. to cut you off. No, you're good. But bes- but besides it looking cool, I'll, adge- I'll, I'll objectively say the black suit does look cool. But why does he put it on as mm. opposed to just any other suit? Like, is there a reason that has to be black? As far as I know, uh, I mean, unless I blinked or if I uh, just had a stroke while watching this four-hour cut, there doesn't seem nope. to be a particular reason why it's black. Yeah, exactly. He walks through the Fortress of Solitude, his ship, right? And they show him mm. all the different kinds of Kryptonian suits, uh, right? Mm. He even sees the red and blue one. Then he chooses the black one for no real reason other than the fact that 
it looks cool. And and his and that's not the type of character that he is, right? Now, if you're looking, if you're looking at even like a a, a character in his own movie, like maybe uh, somebody with a little bit more like attitude, right? Like you could totally see like Aquaman, like picking a cool suit just because he wants to look cool, or maybe even Barry because he's wacky or goofy, or even if you jump universes and you talk about like Tony Stark, who would totally just put a different paint job on his suit yeah. just because he, you know, he's going into like a final battle and he wants to look cool. But like Superman is such a boy scout. There, it's totally unmotivated so it's just kind of like I, and that's just like a theme for just like Superman in general right because a big thing that still is not fixed in this movie the last time we saw Superman and Batman versus Superman everybody hated him mm-hmm. everybody hated Superman but now everybody loves him why there's no reason why people should particularly fawn over this man now compared to how everybody treated him in the last version of Batman no, versus Superman. You're, you're not wrong. Uh, and I think that has not changed. I think there would be two fixes to this this issue. If he saw his red and black suit and it had the hole in it that he got mm-hmm. from being stabbed, and he was yep. like, "Well, I can't wear this. Oh, what's this one? Boom, Double black suit." Yeah. Or he goes to see Alfred. Maybe Superman or Batman made him a suit. Yes, that's true. And then it could be like a funny. I, I think even. Doesn't even Superman make a joke uh, where he talks or somebody makes a joke about like, oh, how Batman would want it all in black, right? There's some sort of like all black joke with Batman. So you could bring that up again and be like, oh, Oh, of course it's all black. Yeah, Batman Batman. fix your your torn suit, but, you know, he made it Batman colors because, you know, that's what he is. It's just really, it it doesn't, it's a visual effect that adds nothing to the... uh, to, yeah. to the story point, but and and they they make Bruce such a Superman fanboy in this movie, and I could totally see Bruce having admiration uh, and respecting what Superman a- has done, but they make him such a fanboy in this film where he's just always fawning over the idea of a uh, mm-hmm. Superman, and and that would make a lot of sense that he would make a suit for him in this version, even though I don't particularly like that weird characterization of Bruce. Yeah. Like Batman is always just kind of like this mysterious mysterious character in almost every iteration of him from comic books to movies to cartoons where he actively tries not to care about people even if he does he's almost kind of like (laughs) there's a scene in parks and recreation where where ron swanson will intentionally call people by the wrong name uh when he feels like they're getting a little too chummy even though he's not a particularly awful person you know he's not evil i imagine bruce wayne and batman very similar to that so it's just so weird to see him just like Oh God, Clark Superman! I love him so much. He's so dreamy. He, I just want to make him a suit. He, well, he's got he's got cards in his outfit, playing cards. He, he's essentially the Coulson uh, for, of this one. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. But when he gets to fight Steppenwolf, actually, it feels more like they don't bring him back to lead the team. They bring him back because he's powerful enough to actually defeat this alien, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's that was I think that was actually a good turn for the film, rather than. You know, the other one was like, ah, we need him to lead the team. Well, you, you're fine without him, obviously. Um, he, he whoops all your asses. So having him be the person who essentially just takes an axe to the goddamn chest for uh, for Steppenwolf was, was great. Because uh, mm-hmm. it, it was just cool to see him do that because he saved, he saved Cyborg at the last minute. And I was like, it's probably going to be Batman or something. But it, it was Superman. Yeah, it was, it was really cool to see. Um, if I remember the chain of events, Superman punches Steppenwolf towards the portal right and then uh, Wonder Woman cuts his head off and then he flies to the floor in yeah. front of Darkseid I was like that was pretty badass I, I believe that did not happen no no yeah, <laughs> in, he, in the in the Justice League I 2017 guy he got hurt and then was boom tuned back to what wherever he was as, as like yeah. as he was dying 
Yeah, maybe that was it. So I, I would have to. I mean, I will. I will honestly say when there that when there are improvements and that that was cool i like that yeah. and then even dark side just like steps on his head breaks and the like other breaks his horn yeah. off and i was like oh, that's pretty rad it just goes to show you that uh uh dark side is a, a very um <laughs> very cruel yeah, menacing, menacing person uh i think uh, the other thing i want to add is you know the flash got some upgrades in this um mm-hmm. being able to turn back time conveniently uh at a very very <laughs> important moment of the film right um where he literally we they 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 were too late, and the mother boxes what what they do they converged or whatever, and mm. then he was able to turn back time by running towards him. He had a he had yeah. a Hawkeye scenario there from Age of Ultron, where he got hit and then he's like, I need to heal. I'm like, how did he heal so fast? Like, yeah, but uh, I mean, is he that has a flash like the, yeah, he has a superhuman healing abilities. But I just thought the whole. A contrivance of of him taking so long was a little silly, right? Like I understand he needs to run in circles to build up speed, but they show us several times where the parademons are trying to shoot him from those big cannons, and they never hit him once, right? Because he's moving so fast. And even if you put yourself in Barry's shoes, he's running faster than he's really ever run. Everything would be super slow mo to him. I would imagine he could really dodge anything, uh-huh. even like a parademon, like laser cannon blast. Right. So, and it, he just so happens to get shot by one yeah. just as he is about to run in there. It just seemed like maybe like, of course we didn't really like him saving the, the Russian family in the previous version. Uh, but maybe if he was doing something else, like he went out of his way to kind of like save somebody or do what something. And doing that's why he ended up getting delayed. The- world like he had that to literally one. run around the planet which would be an homage to the original superman movie where superman went around the planet backwards to turn yeah back time. I, there i would i would imagine though that they're probably saving that type yeah. of skill later down the line since he's since they're yeah. still painting but, him as kind of a greener hero well if you want to delay though i think that would be like oh he's actually you know he should be in like manila by now or something like they say something <laughs> where, like he's really running back to us you know at the right at the right time and then he would have to turn back. he turned he got to turn back time and you know that was cool i think he did it what twice once for the mother box uh in superman and then once for this at the end yeah but it felt like the one in the mother box was unintentional right yeah. like barry like it, it, it seemed like the audience was supposed to think like oh he didn't quite get there on time but he's running fast enough to kind of move time back it, a little it was, kind of seeding the idea yeah premonition but like without explanation explanation Ooh. i'm like Oh, you could have said something about this later. Yeah, and the, and the time travel uh, thing was pretty pretty cool. Like I I enjoyed the visual effect around it. Except, I don't know if this was a decision to make be just because he had an R rated cut. But like, really, Snyder, did you really need to show the nervous system and skeletal structure when you were turning oh, back all, time? All like, yeah. it just seemed like very weird and gruesome. And I, I suppose maybe this is just his uh, this is just his taste and flavor when you're watching a, a Snyder movie. Um, I kind of got also got a weird feeling also when like it's just weird that you're that you're uh, digging up a body, even mm-hmm. if it's Superman's corpse. Right. Just the whole idea that Superman's uh, body and coffin are just story points and props in a movie just feel just it just feels weird right you know like i can't quite think of another example uh, in a superhero movie where like the the corpse of a hero was such like a pivotal moment like you see corpses of villains a lot right because like yeah. it, you know it's easy to connect like oh dead corpse of the villain coming back to life you know zombification and stuff like that but even when they bring superman back to life and he's like uh conveniently evil well, for a fight scene um and t- 
until he sees uh until he sees her uh it's just like it was okay. a very manual process you think bruce wayne would be like i got a machine that can do this real fast uh, because like oh we're gonna have the flash and cyborg out here digging a hole uh to uncover superman and i'm like oh this yeah what is... while while aquaman and wonder woman the two strongest people uh watch from a distance Ooh. like you think there'd be another way I, it was it was all for the scene and you know that's where this movie really fails itself sometimes it does it for a scene without any logic or reason behind it mm-hmm. at the end of the day and you know again with you know for for without trying to beat a dead horse here because you know i mean there are people who will enjoy this. There are people who dislike it. Again, I think it's just it, it it needs more than just extra scenes to be a good movie at the end of the day. Yes, exactly. Also, if it takes four hours to get your to get your feature to something that's comprehensible, I, I think you had problems way before you started filming, right? Yeah. So uh, who knows? People will say, you know, oh, it's supposed to be two movies. I have to say... If I went in to a theater and watched the first two hours of the Snyder Cut, I wouldn't be very entertained, right? Like, really, that's your that's, that's your big third act surprise is, like, you fight Superman? Like, you, no one expects Superman to kill anybody. Like, we know he's not going to be evil forever, so... Well, that, that's... I feel like they wouldn't even get that far in the first movie because that's... What was it? The, the last two Hunger Games? Like, the first one's all, you know, uh, building up to the last battle. Like, they don't mm. do anything. They're just dopey and mopey for the whole movie. Uh-huh. I feel like they would do that. The, like, like, Warner Brothers would do that. But I want to talk about two things before we end Mike can I get two more things yes uh, yes I have one thing too okay. so we'll see if uh, one of your two things okay. is what we should be talking about <laughs> well, first one is Martian Manhunter yes that's what I was about okay to perfect say. because uh the fuck happened with that that that's <laughs> that's out of nowhere uh, we're we're tacked on like yeah when uh when Martha shows up to talk to Lois I was like oh, okay this is a scene where I can kind of just check out for a couple of moments uh-huh. and, then, and, and then he steps out and I was like oh why are her eyes glowing red I don't remember this in 2017 what is happening yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, Martian Manhunter." That was that was kind of fun, even right. though yeah. it doesn't really pay off to anything. And the visual effect to me, I didn't really like the look of Martian Manhunter. Uh, for my personal preference, what yeah. they went with, but it was kind of fun to see a brand new character. I totally forgot that he was even going to be in this cut of the film. So I was like, "Oh, this is fun." And then the scene was over, and I was like, "Okay." Well, well, that, that that's. That one I could do without, right? That could have been uh, Martha, uh, and I'd been fine. The mm-hmm. one at the end was definitely interesting. Uh, that's that's the uh, the uh, Nick Fury. Um, Some people call me Martian Manhunter. They call me the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay. who call who calls you that? Nobody calls you that. Like Nobody I knows thought you're here. Why would they call like, you that? Yeah, if I, if I remember correctly, his name's John, right? John like that's kind John's. of his human name. Yeah. yeah, like it's just like people could say like, oh, people call me John or something like that. My name's John John's. People call me Martian, man. That was just really yeah. cheesy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it was cool that he was in there. And Harry Lennox is, you know, a great actor. He's been across all three Superman movies. So that in retrospect, that's fun to know that he's been, you know, that character mm-hmm. the whole time. Uh, but yeah, the, the middle of the movie was weird. The end one was fine. I think that was perfectly fine. Like that's the one where you're like, oh hey, we've we you know you've now made a, a noise across the universe kind of thing, right? That's the Avengers ending, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but the other one is the actual scene right before that, which is the nightmare sequence. Uh, oh, the nightmare sequence. The nightmare this is the prequel. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the. 
I mean, I don't know if it's even a theory or if it's already pretty obvious, but this seems like this was supposed to be maybe like a post-credit scene. This was a, this is kind of an idea of what Snyder is, wanted to do with his with the franchise moving forward. That, that's my guess. It maybe the third. Uh, if these were if this was Justice League one and two, the third one would have been the future, right? Like that, like some of it, like they like it's been half like Days of Future Past, half the movie in the future, half the movie in the past. Yeah, trying and to reconcile something. Yeah, and supposedly we would have had a Flash movie before this, like you know, this uh, Nightmare Justice League movie. So that could have possibly set stuff up because they were still trying to pivot themselves into like a an MCU type of framework where we were going to be setting up other movies that lead into these other big ones. So there could have been other stuff yeah. happening here. <laughs> it was kind of crazy because we got to see the post credit scene, which isn't a post credit scene anymore. Now it's an epilogue scene of Deathstroke yeah. showing up on Lex's boat. And then all of a sudden, now he's one of the good guys in the nightmare scene. And I was like, "What is happening?" He's got, here? He's got a thinner mohawk, and 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 he's uh, he's here. And this is you know, um, I, I didn't know this at the time. It sounded weird, but um, Mara uh, in the original one had an English, like an American accent, and now she has an English accent in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and like I I asked my wife because she's a little bit more up on the Amber Heard situation because oh, yeah. of all the Johnny Depp drama. So I was just like, "Babe, is Amber Heard?" English and she googles it she's like she's from Texas and I was like oh what so that means it was like a conscious decision at some she, point she's like can you be English it seems she, a little bit more regal and royal well they redubbed her scenes in the in the air bubbles uh with the, the British accent now is she British in the Aquaman movie no 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 because yeah. I just watched that recently right she's so, uh, very American exactly so what the hell like which one is it like is this real or not like which, is what timeline yeah it like uh, uh, there's so many details that I, and, I mean like but, like we said we don't want to harp about it too much but even even like the the lore of the Atlanteans contradicts itself in this own movie because uh they somebody makes a a brief mention of how Arthur is kind of like this hybrid of human and Atlantean and that's what makes him able to breathe out of water right but then there's scenes where you see Atlanteans pulled out of the water like on the surface in the beach and they're not struggling well, to they, breathe at all and, and they're supposed to be full bred and I know that con that that kind of contradicts the notion of the Aquaman movie James Wan's movie and you know that's fine he's allowed to kind of like rechange things if you want but even in Snyder's own movie he can't figure out who and who isn't supposed to breathe on land in his own movie well they all make air bubbles they all, even when yeah, Mara I, I was talking you could... to her, like, well, I'm, I'm not saying it's right, but like, even when she's talking to the guard, she has to make an air bubble every time. Like, they haven't Ooh. learned how to talk underwater. Oh, and I didn't catch this. I don't know if this is in in, in Joss's version, but when they talk in water, they're making like little whale sounds. Oh. They're going like cheep cheep. Yep. And I was like, oh, this is so weird. So uh, uh, just I guess uh, this gives me even more praise towards uh, James Wan for, yeah, good job getting rid of that. Uh, <laughs> Fixing the little <laughs> you, details. Yeah, you made Aquaman's universe a lot more tolerable. Yes, but this Nightmare prequel gives us the um, the much swooned over Jared Leto the jo Joker. The Joker stuff. Oh, God, ah, Chris, ah, I, read ah. a I read a headline <laughs> on Thursday that said, the Batman-Joker interaction in the Snyder Cut is the best conversation Batman has ever had with a Joker in the history of Batman lore. Like, really? Because Batman says the F-word once yeah. to him? Oh, it's just like... They talk about I'm how they killed each other's, like, you know, 
one I, I killed Harley yeah. Quinn, and oh, I uh, I killed a, a Robin. So. Don't say another word. Don't go there. Don't go there. Or I'll say the f word. It's just like it was. It was intense, and it was like, and it was interesting because it was just so different from the other stuff that we were watching in the movie. But like, some people just like went way over the edge. I saw somebody saying that like I I I would give credit to anybody who wants to say that this is possibly the best DC superhero movie. Right? Yeah. I do not agree with them at all. But I could see where they're coming from when they're making their rankings and making their list right but i saw somebody go as far as to say the best superhero movie of all time mm-hmm. of all time Zack snyder's justice league the best superhero movie it's, of all time was it's time just, like, just thursday because <laughs> you don't thursday. even have <laughs> you don't even have to leave warner brothers studio to find a better movie uh i don't even have to pick one that's in this like dc extended universe i mean come on do you forget about nolan's like the dark knight the thing mm-hmm. that kind of set a lot the, of this uh, stuff off the original like, superman I, <laughs> you know batman 89 like you know they may not be something you go to now but yeah. those are still good movies yeah yeah so those are the rose colored glasses that we, we talk about this a lot on the show it's just like you are totally allowed to like this movie but you got to cool it on the hyperbole right i understand that you're going for retweets and likes and you know but it's just like come on people just get a little bit of perspective well yeah and that whole scene's weird and it doesn't line up with the other nightmare sequence he had from batman v superman but i will say uh you know because i know you're a big fan of this scene mike probably you're the best (laughs) scene of any movie ever made of all time actually uh, ever written uh, there's a more Jared Leto Joker stuff will be added to the Justice is Grey edition re-releases so. are they real oh, I think we're talking about that in what the in the news yes episode, yes we right? will be talking about that in the news episode. but there will be another release of this called the Justice is Grey edition there is no time frame but you know how we saw Jared Leto in the straight jacket uh, photos and like the is that going to be the we live in a society cut God, since we didn't see that in this I hope so because you know we live in a society apparently but but this movie. Uh, all, <laughs> okay, so even if we have to extrapolate on this scene and assume that this could go forward or if it could, what it did, why does everything always have to be on the outskirts of a city, mm-hmm. right? Like, why do I – like, I I just assumed it was Metropolis or Gotham in the background. Why do we care? At this point in time, the entire planet has been destroyed into it's, a wasteland. It's the same background. They just reused it. Yeah. Why do we care so much about a city in the distance, right? It, you know, the, the, the movies like with these big tentpole budgets, like they have the ability to go to different parts of the of planet Earth, you know, different mm-hmm. cities and stuff like that. It's just like, why are we always on like a deserted highway well, moving into the city, right? Give me something a little different. If you, are you on the BuzzFeed article still? If you go, mm-hmm. if you go down to number thirty three, even the cyborg scene in the mother boxes, it uses the same background. <laughs> Literally, it's the same background for for everything. It's, yeah, it's well, I suppose scene. you know, I think that's all supposed to be an allusion to the right, premonition. But, but it's the same background. Like that's the same one with the city it, to the left is the city kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. uh, we we didn't want to make anything new for this. We saved we saved some money here, guys. It's fine. Let's let's, let's calm down. So um, I, I don't have anything else to add to this. I mean, it's it's out there. It's fine. Uh, well, you know, the world didn't end for us, but also, you know, it didn't really change our world, if it, you will. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to, like I said at the top, uh, HBO Max got everything that they wanted out of this. We, we even thought maybe they're even being a little silly, dropping this on a Thursday, uh, the day before Falcon and the Winter Soldier were premiering. And I have to say, I think they stole the news cycle. Uh, I, I know we're going to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier a little bit in um, 
uh, in the uh, in the news episode that we have uh, coming up. But uh, as, as I'm looking at my uh, at my timelines at my social feeds, uh, for every one person talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, there's five people talking about the Justice uh. League. Now, whether it's pro or con, that's different. But at HBO Max uh, for this weekend, they're definitely I, getting uh, what they paid for. Yeah, uh, but the biggest thing is going to be longevity. Will the will the oh. will the Snyder cut have longevity? Is my question. <laughs> I to- not necessarily. I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. But since it's since since it's Wait. all just like streaming numbers, you know, did well, they get new uh, subscribers off of this or not? Well, we'll all see when those Kong versus Godzilla numbers come in. <laughs> yeah, I guess. All right, Mike. So uh, let's wrap Oof. this up here. People wow. want to know more go. about what you're doing, where you're at. Where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what you're doing, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. If people want to know more about our show, uh, listen to our regular news episode, not just our review episode here of uh, Justice League, where can they find us at? Oh, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show. You can get our upcoming release calendar over there to see all the movies and when they're supposed to be coming out. That shifts and changes a lot. So we have just a nice, simple text-based list. You don't have to deal with any pop-up ads. We're not trying to get you to subscribe to a newsletter with an annoying little overlay. It's just a nice text list where you can kind of plan out your years ahead accordingly. I find it very helpful at SuperheroSlate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcast you can get us there like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram and you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store we love hearing from you uh please reach out we know you have snyder cut opinions there's not a person on this planet who listens to this podcast that doesn't have a snyder cut opinion so reach out let us know what you thought about the film uh well, we want to know did it move the needle for you uh we gotta know so please please reach get out a full uh, we tank. love it our- yeah, so we, we love our super fans. So if you want to be a super fan of this show, all you got to do is share the show with a buddy, share the show with a friend, wear your mask, socially distance. Please get your vaccine, and uh, we'll all be back to the movie theaters eventually. And who knows, maybe you'll be seeing another Snyder film in the, in the theaters. Uh, but, yeah, there you go. All right, well, we'll catch you guys on our news episode. All right, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. After six fucking years, Mike, it takes one Justice League re-release to really ruin it.